Welcome to the Global Venturing Review podcast, which covers the main venture stories from the past week from our publications, Global Corporate Venturing, Global University Venturing, and Global Impact Venturing. Hi all, this is Alessia Argentieris, Council Report Editor, and today I will discuss the most exciting news of the past week with our senior reporter, Fernando Moncada-Rivera. Hi, Fernando. Hi, Alessia. Good to be back. And uh, we've got some good ones this week. Everything from NFTs to a lot of fundraising and even new lithium technology for electric vehicle batteries. Yes, indeed. It was a very exciting week. Let's start with the incredible IPOs of two software companies, Toast and Freshworks, which both reached skyrocketing valuations in their market debut. Toast, a US-based restaurant management software provider backed by Alphabet, raised about $870 million in its IPO, selling its shares at $40 each, which would imply a market capitalization of around $20 billion, above the expected offering price of $30 per share and more than double the price at which some shareholders sold their shares during a secondary share sale in November, which valued the company at around $8 billion. And on Wednesday morning, the company's share price increased even more, jumping by 63% and closing at around $62. And this resulted in one of the year's largest IPOs, which gave Toast a market capitalization of around $31 billion, which is really remarkable, considering that Toast was valued at $5 billion in February 2020. This is also particularly significant because the company was badly affected by COVID-19 especially in the early days of the pandemic, when lockdown measures were imposed in most cities and customers were scarce and numerous restaurants had to shut down. The sudden downturn of the hospitality sector badly hit Toast as well, and in April 2020, the company had to let go half of its workforce. However, sales began to increase again in the second half of the year, and the company generated revenue of more than $800 million in 2020, and has continued to grow in 2021. So this is really a great example of the post-pandemic rebound that we are seeing in many sectors and countries, and gives a strong and positive sign to the global venture capital market, where investors are regaining confidence and also founders are gaining confidence in the possibility. And this is also showing us all how the stock market remains eager for promising software companies. The other interesting IPO that we saw last week was also a software business, Freshworks, which specializes in customer relationship management software, and which was also backed by Alphabet, this time via its growth equity arm, Capital G. The IPO was uh, not as large as Toast, but equally impressive. Freshworks raised $1.03 billion on the Nasdaq on Tuesday, pricing 28.5 million shares at $36 each. Its shares closed at almost $48, equating to a market capitalization of $13.5 billion. This is the latest chapter of the exciting journey of a company founded in the south of India in 2011 as Freshdesk, which at the time only offered one product, a help desk software. A company which grew became a unicorn in 2018, after securing $100 million in funding at a $1 billion valuation, moved its headquarters to the US and raised almost $400 million before the offering from a large pool of investors, including the before-mentioned Alphabet, as well as Tiger Global, Sequoia, Axel, and others. 
and has now become the first Indian-founded software-as-a-service company to list on Nasdaq. And now Freshworks uh, produces a variety of software used by companies for improving a customer experience and optimizing IT service management processes. The company generated a revenue of $169 million in the last financial year, serving more than 52,000 businesses. But let's now move to another very interesting story from last week. A large round for Kavak, a Mexican marketplace that was led by SoftBank. SoftBank has recently disclosed that he has allocated $3 billion to a second Latin American-focused fund, which will invest in technology-enabled companies across various industries at every stage of their development. Fernando, can you tell us more about this interesting round? That's right, yes. So Mexico-based used car marketplace Kavak has raised $700 million in a Series E round featuring telecommunications and internet group SoftBank and consumer internet company C. Now, the round, which more than doubled the company's valuation to $8.7 billion, makes Kavak apparently the second highest valued startup in the region, Latin America, that is, behind only Brazil-based digital bank, NewBank. The round was filled out by General Catalyst, Founders Fund, Tiger Global Management, D1 Capital Partners, Ribbit Capital, and Spruce House. Kavak operates an online platform for users to buy and sell their vehicles, their used cars, and it began in Mexico, but operations have since expanded into the Brazilian and Argentinian markets over the past couple of years, and it has its eye on emerging markets outside of Latin America going forward. And it really points to a kind of accelerating startup ecosystem in the region that looks set to grow in the future and in the coming years as more capital continues to flow in. Let's now move to another segment that has recently attracted a large amount of capital, the non-fungible tokens, or NFT segment. NFTs are virtual data units stored on a blockchain, and they are often used to certify unique ownership of a digital asset. We had a couple of large rounds in this space last week, right, Fernando? Yeah, that's right. You know, and NFTs, the, the new kids on the block, really, just as we got our heads wrapped around cryptocurrency, along come these to, to make things confusing again. But they kind of rely on the same kind of blockchain technology as you alluded to. And over the past week, we've seen a couple of notable deals done in, in this space. So in the first instance, SoftBank again led a $680 million Series B into Sorar, the France headquartered creator of a fantasy football game focused on NFTs. Atomico, Bessemer Ventures, D1 Capital, Eurozeo, IVP, Liontree, Benchmark, Axel, and Partech also participated in the round, along with private investors Alexis Ohanian, Gerard Piquet, Rio Ferdinand, Antoine Griezmann, and Cesar Aspiliqueta, which many of you will recognize as footballers playing for some of the biggest teams in the sport. Savar's online platform hosts a fantasy game where players can trade NFTs of certain players with each other in order to improve their teams and potentially win cash prizes. Currently, it has more than 600,000 registered users and has secured licenses for some 180 clubs and 6,000 footballers. In the second instance, kind of by a similar token, no pun intended, but Canada-based virtual trading card developer Dapper Labs received $250 million from investors including GV, the corporate venturing arm of internet and technology conglomerate Alphabet, Investment manager Kotu Management led the round, which included Andreessen Horowitz, Bond, Version 1 Ventures, and Singapore's Sovereign Wealth Fund, GIC. The round reportedly valued the company at $7.6 billion. Dapper Labs uses its float blockchain technology to let users trade NFTs of sports clips with each other, and its NBA Topshop platform, which is still in open beta, has 
been responsible for 13 million transactions representing over $780 million in items being bought and sold. And its investors include Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, Shawn Mendes, Ashton Kutcher, 2 Chains, and Will Smith. So a lot of very well-known names there. And it's also, by the way, teaming up with La Liga in Spain to come out with trading NFTs for that league. And that's expected to launch in June 2022. Both of these fundraisers are notable for what they say about how much more widely NFTs are being accepted. Now, up until now, there's still a bit of an esoteric kind of techie investment proposition that people find it difficult to wrap their head around and a virtual asset that can in theory be copied or seen elsewhere. But because of its authentication through the blockchain, these are actually unique assets. But there's still this heavy skepticism about why people should buy what are essentially computer files that they could otherwise enjoy in some other format. If it's a piece of art, for example, I mean, you have a digital file, but you could, I guess, download it off, you know, an image off Google or something. So people are quite skeptical about that. But in this context for trading cards, if you just look at the list of individual investors in both of these deals, let alone the corporate ones or the VC ones, you have an arsenal of athletes and public figures that could potentially have a very powerful marketing effect, which I would imagine will go a long way to bring credibility to these assets and bring them into the mainstream and help people overcome the skepticism that they may have. Absolutely. This is often a very effective method to build popularity among customers. Let's now take a glance at one of the most interesting crossover deals of the past week. US-based lithium mining technology producer Lilac Solutions raised $150 million in a Series B round featuring commodity trading firm Mercuria Energy Trading. Lower carbon capital collected the round with funds and accounts advised by T. Rowe Price while the engine, Valor Equity Partners, uh, Breakthrough Energy Ventures also participated. Lilac has created an ion exchange technology which makes the extraction of lithium from brine resources, uh, which are naturally occurring sources of salt water, more efficient than current methods. The brine can be returned underground once the lithium has been extracted, minimizing the environmental impact of these uh, processes. The Series B capital uh, has been allocated to recruitment and uh, expanding production of Lilac's uh, technology in addition to its international deployment. So this technology is particularly important because only with a really clean uh, lithium extraction process, uh, an electric vehicle can be considered properly clean. And uh, uh, it's also extremely important because uh, um, uh, lithium-ion batteries, which are used in mobile phones, electric cars, are currently the dominant storage technology for large-scale plants to help electricity grids ensure a reliable supply of renewable energy. Yeah, I think you actually, you, you touch on some good points there. You know, it's a pretty exciting case because you know, supply chains and supply chain issues are definitely near the top of the list of concerns in the EV space today, you know, not just with the manufacturing of electric cars themselves, but also with the energy provision, right? I mean, people say, yeah, well, it's all well and good that you've got the shiny new electric car, but what good is it if the electricity you're feeding it is produced in a dirty way? And I mean, a huge amount of progress is already being made on the energy side of that. So increasingly, we're seeing EV charging infrastructure providers sign power purchase agreements, for example, with renewable energy companies to make the energy provision sustainable. And now with examples like this one, we're also seeing companies tackle the other side of it, which is the production of vehicles themselves and the raw materials. And, and these are both crucially important for the future of electric vehicles in the ESG sense, which I mean, fundamentally is why it exists in the first place. So it's, it's very good to see. 
Absolutely. That is a very hot topic nowadays. Let's now take a look at the fundraising market with the most interesting funds announced last week. So Thailand-based financial services group Siam Commercial Bank and conglomerate Charan Pokfan Group launched a venture capital fund on Wednesday with an 800 million target for its close. The vehicle, dubbed Global Disruptive Technologies Venture Capital Fund, is targeting between $600 million and $800 million in commitments and will focus on investments in emerging technology areas such as digital assets, the blockchain, and general fintech. Over in France, biotech-focused private equity firm JTO Capital has closed its JTO One Fund, which is backed by pharmaceutical company Sanofi and insurers AXA, Aviva, ProBTP, and CNP Assurance at $632 million. The latest batch of limited partners for the fund include Pension Fund Teacher Retirement System of Texas and the Singaporean government-owned Temasek and the Multilateral European Investment Fund. Elsewhere, Illumina Ventures, the venture capital firm sponsored by U.S. headquartered genomics technology producer Illumina, closed its second fund at $325 million. The fund is anchored by Illumina, but it sourced the majority of the capital from external limited partners, including Sovereign Wealth Fund Ireland Strategic Investment Fund. We also had US-based venture capital firm Fifth Wall raising over $140 million for its climate tech fund from investors including housing provider Invitation Homes and property manager Ivano Cambridge. Other limited partners committed to the fund include the Real Estate Investment Trust, Equity Residential, Hudson Pacific Properties, and Kimco Realty Corporation. Fifth Wall is targeting $500 million for the final close of this fund, which will invest in developers of technology that can contribute to decarbonization of the real estate sector. Another interesting fundraising development in the clean tech space was the announcement by HSBC Group that it has launched a $100 million US-based venture capital vehicle named HSBC Ventures, which will back climate and net zero emission technology developers. HSBC Ventures portfolio companies will have access to its parent firm's resources, including its global network, commercial and investment banking offerings, and experience in supporting startups, scale-up, and public companies. This is the latest corporate effort to join the fight against global warming that has seen around 20% of the world's largest corporations set their net zero targets and boost investment in startups developing new technologies and solutions that can help decarbonize the global economy. But we'll talk about this in detail in our next Energy Dedicated Report, which will be published next month. In the meantime, if you have time for a longer reading, I would suggest our report on the femtech sector, which analyzes the main drivers behind investing in female health and the most interesting trends across this space. Let's now take a look at the most exciting industry appointments of the last week. Yeah, so venture capital firm Clear Ventures has hired Vijay Reddy, previously a US-based partner at Intel Capital, the corporate venturing arm of chipmaker Intel, where he spent nearly eight years and concentrated on artificial intelligence and deep technology developers. He will have a similar role at Clear Ventures, where he will help identify and back early-stage AI and deep tech deals. Elsewhere, SBLA Advisors Corp., the unit that manages the Latin American funds of SoftBank, has appointed Rodrigo Baer and Marco Camhaji as managing partners. They will both operate out of Sao Paulo, Brazil, and report to SoftBank Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer Marcelo Claude. They will focus on sourcing and facilitating early-stage investments in the region 
Their appointments follow the announcement of a $3 billion allocation to SoftBank's Latin American Fund 2. That's great. Thank you, Fernando. And a quick reminder for our listeners. We have two great events coming up. Our summit in Monterey, California, which will take place this Wednesday, 29th of September, with forums and discussions about a wide set of topics, including mobility, fintech, artificial intelligence, emerging fund structures, ESG, and CVC management challenges. And after that, our next event will be the London Symposium on the 3rd of November, which will be our 10th symposium and a wonderful opportunity to join business leaders from the corporate venturing ecosystem. I hope to see you all there. That's all from us for today. These were just the main headlines of the week. For a full coverage of the market, make your way to globalcorporateventuring.com, globaluniversityventuring.com, and globalimpactventuring.com and stay on top of the news as they happen. We hope you enjoyed our weekly review. And if this is your first episode, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And as ever, keep an ear out for next week's episode, which you can catch on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have been Alessia Gentieri and Fernando Moncada. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from In-Ear Production. Check him out at inearproduction.com. And our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and Creative Commons License. We'll be back next Monday with more news, so keep an eye out and have a great week. Mm-hmm.